A statement series and game victory for the Marlins in Philadelphia, taking it 2-1 and one after Sandy was blown up in game one. The Marlins, they go and take down Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler and take the series with a come-from-behind extra innings dub. Going to dig into all of that. Plus, look at how this team is shaping up, where they're shaping up in the division. A lot to be positive about on today's Locked on Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked on Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast and I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening, hit subscribe. This podcast is available everywhere and it's free. And more importantly, it is your team every single day in the main. There is a YouTube channel. Head on over to there. Hit subscribe also. That is found at Locked on Marlins via YouTube. You get the visuals as well as the same stunning audio. And listen, guys, there is a lot of stunning audio. I am feeling pumped. I'm feeling hyped uh, for, for good reason. For good reason. The Marlins found a way to get it done. This team looks and feels different. Skip Schumacher may, is, is, is having a, an immediate impact on this team, both in terms of the way he's flexing the, the roster lineups, the way he's making decisions about the bullpen, et cetera, et cetera. So much to like in the early going of Skip Schumacher's managerial reign. Tons to get into, tons and tons. The Marlins are having an off day today. So welcome to the Thursday episode of Locked on Marlins. And thanks for making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day. Yes, sir. The Marlins yesterday, last night, yesterday evening, yesterday afternoon, wherever you were in the world, they had they they came out victorious Three to two over the Phils. Jorge Soler with a huge, huge moment, getting the game tied at two apiece with a big home run. Took the game into extras. The Marlins found a way to get one across. Brian De La Cruz with the big hit, getting the run across. And then the Marlins found a way to keep him out. AJ Puck, two innings of action, ninth and tenth inning from Puck. Overall, the bullpen was absolutely nails, nails pen. Tanner Scott. Andrew Nardi, who else went? <laughs> I think, was it Floro? Oh, no, Nardi, then Floro, then Puck with two innings. Stunning work from the pen. Just one hit allowed in five innings of work. The starter, Edward Cabrera, five innings of work, two earned. The major headline, the major stat for us to get into, just one walk. Four Ks from Edward Cabrera, just the one walk. He's back. He's back. That was his best performance of the year. Easily, easily, easily his best performance. Looked a lot more assured, a lot more aggressive, which is great to see. This is what we needed to see from Edward, Edward Cabrera. He's been given the opportunity. He's in that number three spot in the rotation. The Marlins are leaning on Edward Cabrera. They need to see innings. They need to see you know, the talent that we know is there. So, Big bounce back from Eddie. Really is huge. And I'm really intrigued to see what he can do next time out. Looking at the way it falls, it will likely be against the Giants. I think if I if I have my numbers correct on that one. So likely against the Giants um, next 
next week, early, early next week. Overall, though, in terms of this episode, for me, this was a statement victory and a statement win and a statement series for the Marlins. On the road in Philadelphia, the Marlins, it has to be said, what a tough start of the season. You know, April, first couple of, what we've had four series thus far. We've had a series against the Mets. They won 100, over 100 games last year. You then have a series against the Twins. They're looking to win their division. Another series against the Mets. And then a series against the Phillies, the World Series uh, NL representative last time. It has been no cupcakes whatsoever for the fish. Nevertheless, they sit there at six and seven. Six and seven. Good for third in the division on a two-game win streak right now. The Philadelphia Phillies, they sit at four and eight, for example. And who have the Phillies played? Who have the Phils played thus far? Well, the Phils, they've won one series. They've lost three series. They were swept by the Texas Rangers. They were hammered by the Yankees. The Marlins have just beat them too. And who have they beaten? They beat the Reds. The Phils, they've had a sluggish start. And they've had a sluggish start against, you know, potentially opponents that if they are expecting to be making the postseason and making another run of the World Series that they should be beating. And they're not. Phils are in trouble early on. They're in trouble. Few of their big guys are hurt. Hoskins is hurt. Think that. You know, big impact. Obviously, Bryce hurt. Big impact. You know, it, it's it's clear the Phils were going to feel that. And they are feeling it. And it's there for the Marlins now to see that opportunity, to seize that opportunity. The wild card three spot, if the Marlins play well, is in sight. It is. It should be there to be shot at. The Marlins, if they hang around enough, and listen, in the early goings in April, this is all about just hanging around. Hang tough in April. You know, not only have we got the Diamondbacks coming now, we then got the Giants. The Diamondbacks are pretty much the hottest team in the NL right now, maybe in baseball, apart from the Rays. <laughs> but the Diamondbacks are coming in. No cupcake. The Giants, never a cupcake. We always play tight games against the Giants. We always do. Then, who after that? I think the Braves. Multiple series coming against the Braves. April just does not let up for the Marlins. It is just tough test after tough test. And if they can get through April in and around 500 and playing the type of baseball that we know they can, it'll be a big boost. Then it's about, can you then piece it together? Can you stay healthy enough going into May and June to give yourself an opportunity to really press it home and start to make some progress in the year? That's going to be the question. However, let's go back to this Phillies series. Sandy Alcantara blown up in game one. Clearly, the pressure was on. Pressure was on, the, and the boys stepped up in game two. No doubt. Luis Arias, obviously, a big part of that with the cycle in game two. In game three, Arias hurt, sliding in at home plate, hurts his finger, hits his finger on JT Riamuto's cleat, as it's known in the US. There is, I'm not sure what it's known as in the, um, in the UK. I don't know, baseball shoes, Baseball boots? I don't know. Anyway, hit his cleat. <laughs> Luckily, it doesn't appear to be serious, serious. However, he definitely was feeling it. And his at-bats after that, you could, you could definitely sense that there was he was feeling that finger, no doubt. But my overall takeaway of this game in particular was that this team is digging deep for certain. Skip Schumacher's got the guys digging deep. The bullpen is just night and day. It's night and day in terms of the guys in the pen and the use of the guys which Skip Schumacher is, is steering. 
night and day. And lo and behold, surprise, surprise, how are the Marlins doing in one-run games this year thus far? 3-0. and 3-0 and in one-run games. Yes, they've been blown out in a couple. But the Marlins, they are winning these close games. And they're winning them not in the main off the back of their amazing rotation. No. They're winning them because the bats are just getting enough done and the bullpen is holding. Completely different to last year. Skip Schumacher's use of the guys in the pen is wildly different to Don Mattingly. The best example of that was Tuesday's game. Seventh inning, Dylan Floro came in. It was on to Floro because the top and heart of the order of the Phillies lineup was coming up. Instead of just going, hey, we've got a seventh inning guy, um, get on out there, Brazzaban, or whatever. No. We're going to use one of our best relievers, one of our best setup guys, one of our best leverage guys in this spot because this spot is the spot. This is the leverage spot. Floro came in, did his thing. Marlins got the win. It's honestly refreshing to see the way that Skip's just adjusting the pen, using the pen. He talked about it in advance, about matchups, situational guys. Didn't quite know what that meant because we've seen Puck in the ninth. Puck is the ninth. But it's the other guys maybe mixing and matching around. And I think that's the beauty of Dylan Floro is he's he's handled leverage now for many years. And so actually, if you need to flow, uh, throw him in at the sixth or seventh, he can do it and he can shut it down. And then you keep Puck free to go at the back end. AJ Puck must say, extremely impressive when his two innings of work. And that, again, is a beauty of this trade and the beauty of AJ Puck. The fact that he has this uh, starter, he's got, the, he's got it in the tank. He was a starter. In some ways, he was going to be a starter this year. The Marlins have transitioned him into the ninth, but he has the ability to go multiple innings. Multiple innings, which is so valuable, particularly if you need to bring him in to put a fire out in the eighth, for example, and let him roll into the ninth. I could certainly see that happening a few times. Or in this case, he went to extras, pressure's on because there's a runner on second. You turn to Puck and you trust him. You trust him. You look at the Savant page. Okay, maybe it wasn't the one that I shared on Twitter last night. I was just joking. It was the, the, the sexiest Savant page I've ever seen, that one. Uh, I think it's Robertson from the Mets that I shared. But Puck isn't far behind. Really isn't. He's given up a little bit of a little bit of hard contact here and there. But overall, I am really impressed with Skip Schumacher and... Not just his bullpen management, but the fact that he was willing to make some adjustments to the lineup as well. This is the other key thing. I spoke about it with Sean the last couple of days, but, you know, Jazz started in the cleanup spot for whatever reason. I don't know the rationale that goes into that decision to start the year. Um, Jazz wasn't really flourishing in that spot. No stolen bags, one home run, average down, wasn't quite working. Arias was still flourishing at the top. But Arias can flourish anywhere. That's just how good he is. It doesn't matter where you hit him. But I must say, flipping Jazz into the one spot brings him to life. And Skip's not afraid to do it. Soler's kind of flicked around in the order. Um, big home run yesterday in the two-hole. He's not afraid to make these changes. He's happy to make them. Um, what I'm really interested to see about in the ongoing story is just around Avicel Garcia. Because... He's been out of the lineup for a few days. And what we've seen, I believe, is a much more balanced 
lineup. It really is much more balanced, and the team is playing well. You know, okay, they got absolutely spanked in that sandy start, but overall, in the last, you know, five, six games, you know, they're playing well, and they're playing well without without Avicel Garcia. The question will be for Skip Schumacher, is he is he brave enough to move Avicel Garcia to more of a bench player? The question will be is who will get the at-bats, and that will depend on Jorge Soler, Gerrit Cooper, Yuli Gurriel, the DH spot. Like, are you happy playing Jorge Soler in the outfield and Brian De La Cruz in the outfield? Jesus Sanchez, I must say, is it remains a big question mark. He's had a bit of a slow start to the year. Looked... There was an at-bat yesterday that was very 2022. Some wild hacks at the top of the zone. It was very 2022. That was discouraging from Jesus Sanchez. Peyton Burdick is absolutely lighting it up in AAA. The Marlins have got a decision to make anyway about Avicel Garcia. He's already been on, what, he's missed four games in a row, um, three games in a row, whatever it might be. You know, they've got a decision to make anyway. Does, do they retro him to the IL? And do they maybe bring someone up just to give them a bit more depth? Because right now you've basically got Garrett Hampson is on the bench, kind of pinch hitting here and there, not really starting any games. You've got the catchers interchanging. Um, and then obviously you've got Coop uh, and, and Guriel, first base guys, and, and Jesus Sanchez primarily on the bench. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see how it goes, but they have a decision to make there. And I think they have a decision to make more generally. Just if they like the balance, the team's winning, they're scoring runs. You know, maybe it is that Avi, you know, unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit less playing time for you. Really intrigued to see how Skip handles that one. He's a big enough guy, but it is, it's one of the key decisions in many ways for, for Skip this year. And I'm intrigued to see first time manager. Has he got the plums to sit an underperforming, overpaid veteran? That's the question. Um, let's talk about. Our good friends over at eBay Motors, though, now, uh, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's a perfect ad copy, considering what we're just talking about. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So you love that. Perfect. Perfect segment there. Um, so overall, I must say it's been encouraging. The Marlins are in position here. They've got some decisions to make. Let's talk about Jorge Soler, though, briefly. Because Jorge Soler, for me, and I said it yesterday on Twitter, his approach looks miles better this year. Jorge Soler is becoming the hitter He's becoming a hitter, a real hitter, in the he's not just trying to pull everything for a bomb and that is it. No. Soler, he's actually looking to make contact, go the opposite way. And it's been 
fantastic. The results have been great for Jorge Soler. Having that guy in the lineup that has that devastating power that you should be worried about is huge for the Marlins because they don't have a ton of that. They have contact in the main, but they don't have a ton of game-changing home run power. And we saw Jorge Soler yesterday affect the game. Nearly 100 mile an hour, 100 mile an hour, bottom of the zone. Soler just takes it deep. Boom. And he's been threatening that, you know, pretty much every at bat. Like if, if Soler's making contact right now, it's barreled and it's going and it's extra bases. It's been fantastic to see with Jorge Soler. As we know with the contract situation, it's if he has a good year this year, then the most likely situation for Soler is he's opting out of this contract. It's a similar situation to Adam Duvall in 2021, where he had this opt-out. However, the only difference is, is Adam Duvall, he still had an arbitration year. Now, Jorge Soler doesn't have that. And so, as the year progresses, it's going to be really interesting, like it was in 2021, to understand how the Marlins approach this. Do they see Soler as part of the long term of this franchise right now? Does he make the adjustments that make him, you know, a you know, a, a cornerstone, part of the core. Because right now, the most likely is he's going to continue on this path and will opt out, go back to free agency, and thus the Marlins will be outbid in all likelihood. The question comes at this point is, do the Marlins maybe look to do something, you know, here and now with Jorge Soler? Do they look to, if they like what they've seen, and they've seen a lot more than I have, they'll see all behind the scenes too. Should they be considering, you know, trying to, Get something done now. Get something agreed with Soler that kind of takes away that question about opting out. I'm interested to know how people feel about it and how, how you feel about Hoy Soler. Even in 2022, when he, you know, he obviously was hurt, missed a good chunk of the season, even in that you know, portion of the year he played, he was, he was who he thought he, he was. He's a, he's a power-hitting power threat and has the type of power that we haven't seen since Giancarlo Standard to be honest. And so with that in mind, you know, I've always been a fan. I've always seen what I could see. But I must say this year, in the early going, yes, okay, it's only 13 games. But I think he's added stuff to his game, certainly. So again, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what the Marlins do with this situation because if they do nothing, he's going to opt down. We'll go back to free agency. Are the Marlins happy with that? I don't know. I don't know. Um... There's no way out with Avicel Garcia right now. No way to see. We're just hoping for Abby to bounce back and hoping that he finds his groove. But Soler, there's, there's a decision to make, and there's a decision to make right now. The question again comes with Soler and also linked to the Marlins season is if they think of this as it could be an expiring deal, then there is some trade value in Soler, clearly. Um, and a, a team will be happy to acquire him in the knowledge that it's likely he would he would opt out. Um, and uh, as as Adam Duvall did, I think, from memory, he actually opted out of that, that player or mutual option, uh, but then they had the arbitration year um, that he then um, agreed with, uh, with the Braves at the time. So it's an intriguing one for certain, one to kind of keep an eye on. Um, something else to keep an eye on for certain as well is uh, is our good friends at Rocket Money. Um, I, I think I mentioned this one last week. So if you didn't listen to that one, Rocket Money, it's a, a personal finance app. Uh, hold on a minute. There's some graphics too for Rocket Money. Is there? No, there isn't. Oh, okay. 
No graphics. <laughs> oh, man, completely botched it. But nevertheless, we'll keep it rolling. It's a personal finance app. Uh, that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Sounds amazing, particularly for someone that has young kids uh, subscribing to things all the time on my account. So uh, that's <laughs> I can see this being valuable. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about. Chances are you're one of them. Like the Stars app, just to watch one show, or that free gaming trial that you never actually used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. Uh, and for the ones that you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to 720 bucks a year. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage the, your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnMLB. Reminder on that one, it's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnMLB. Okay, so I completely botched that with no graphics, but for those that are listening, they won't have seen that anyway. <laughs> Nevertheless, the Marlins head into an off day today, which I think is... Well-timed, to be honest. If Arias is slightly dinged, Garrett Cooper dealing with his issue, Avisel Garcia continues to deal with the uh, with the hamstring, I think it's a perfect time for some off days. AJ Puck asked to go two innings. Uh, he, you know, he wouldn't have been pitching today either. Probably Dylan Floro would have been down also. Big series coming up against the Diamondbacks, as I mentioned, um, where, you know, they're... By by their record, they're one of the hottest teams right now. They've they're eight and five in the West. They're at the top of the West. So things don't get easier for the Marlins. However, we have a flashback Friday queued up on Friday. And we'll then also have the throwback Saturdays. So you've got Teal Fridays and you've got the City Connect Saturdays. So the Marlins are going to be looking, they're going to be looking flames. Flames, no doubt, for the next couple of games. Question is, is can they keep this momentum rolling? There's a, a, a stunning start, stunning matchup queued up for Sunday. Sandy Alcantara, angry Sandy after getting blown up. Angry Sandy versus Zach Gallon on the Sunday. Yes, sir. That is going to be a glorious matchup. No doubt about it. We've run out of time, guys. Hope you've enjoyed this one. I'm feeling really optimistic about what I've seen from the Marlins. The offense for me is looking miles better than last year. It really is. Soler is doing his thing. Jazz in the leadoff spot, doing his thing. Okay, few Ks yesterday. It is what it is. Some tough matchups there for Jazz. Luis Arias is an absolute stud. De La Cruz with some big hits. Jacob Stallings is hitting the ball hard. Sound the klaxons, baby. Jacob Stallings is, is absolutely mashing the ball right now too. Stand-up double yesterday for Jacob Stallings. Love to see it. The offense is looking better. The bullpen is nails. The rotation is Edward Cabrera starting to trend in the right way. What can Trevor Rogers do? What can Braxton Garrett do? So many lefties. So many lefties in this rotation. Skip Schumacher is having a glorious start to his managerial career. I fully trust Skip. The decisions he's making, the way he's able to deviate from maybe his original plan, see it, adjust it, change it, see some better results. Love to see it. Skip has been fantastic in the first 13 days. Kim Ang, have to call it out, nailed 
absolutely nailed the Bladé for Puck trade. Nailed it. It's another big fat dub, no doubt. Bladé may be okay in the outfield, and he started well in AAA. But the Marlins desperately needed AJ Puck. And it's shown three games, 3-0 and in one run games. AJ Puck is the real deal, and the Marlins are benefiting from it, no doubt about it. Kim Ang, she's obviously a big part of the Arias-Pablo trade. Yes, I would have loved to have kept Pablo and found a way to have got Luis Arias in a different way. I don't know what that could have looked like. I don't know if they ever explored other options. Maybe a Trevor Rogers plus someone else type of package. Maybe. I don't know. But the reality is Pablo slotted in as the ace of the staff for the Twins. I think it would have been a tough ass to have moved any, anyone else to have acquired Luis Arias. I love Arias, though. The Marlins have enough pitching to make it work without Pablo. But adding Arias into this is, is, is fundamentally a huge boost for this offense. This team is well-positioned, guys. One game below 500 after four really tough series and multiple tough series to come. This Marlins team is miles better than 2022. No doubt about it. They're more fun. They're more co- cohesive. Defensively, it's holding. Skip is steering it in the right way. And Kim is always cooking. Thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow on Friday for the final episode of the week. I'll see you then.